What's up, everybody? If you ever thought about starting your own podcast, who you have? Because if you had a voice, you can lean it to dub this bubble. Let me fuck stop. <laughs> anyway, now I was just trying to get this podcast off the ground. Had a lot of questions. How do I how how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps of people who like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? Well, the answer of that one is simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Base of all, is 100% free, man. Now, why I say it like that? Anyway. And ridiculously easy to use. Now, Anchor can match with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to a podcast right away. In fact, that's why I'm doing what I'm reading this ad. Right? So, feel free to start anchor.fm backslash start. Once again, anchor backs, hold on, anchor.fm backslash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. Hope it's special. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? This is Drake King James back at it with another video. Um, it's gonna be a little bit of a little twist, like a sit-down vlog slash podcast, so I can um, I could take this and turn it into an audio recording onto Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. All right, you can follow me on them platforms. Um, yeah. Hit that share, rate, and review button, whatever the fucking call it is, and let the algorithm know that I'm popping. Anyway, how y'all doing today? It's 4 o'clock, um, May 4th. I was about to say April, but it was, it was my birthday yesterday. And um, you know what? I had a you know, pretty good birthday, you know, being 39, old as shit. I remember I was in my 20s. That was like probably years ago, shit. The early 2000s, the early mid 2000s, I was in my 20s. And then when I was approaching 30, I was like, oh, shit, I'm getting old. <laughs> and, you know, that happens to you. I, mean, I still ain't got no wife or girl. I don't need that shit. Because, you know what? I was on Facebook and, um, oh, man. And I'm in this uh, Kevin. What was his name? Kevin Samuel. If you don't know Kevin Samuel, he's he's one of those health health relationship gurus that try to um, talk down the reverend and how they should live their lives and shit. You know, he he hates the modern woman because the modern woman don't cook, clean, do none of that shit. But you know, be selfish and everything. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, I'm in a fans group. And um, they this one this one post that this female posted like, is it really okay for a forty year old man to not have a wife or some kids? And most of all the men that answered that question was like, yes, yes. And I was one of them too. Like, yes, you don't have to get married to have some kids to fulfill your life. What the fuck are you getting married? If you, if you're comfortable being by yourself, then why get married? You know what I'm saying? Um, if you want some sex, uh, you can you know, call up your closest homegirl and fuck for a night, and then she goes home. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, 
Yeah, it didn't surprise me of the answers that the like the rest of the men answered. You know, if it, it's it. Hold on, I, I if I can fucking hold on, I got it on my phone here, and so I can read it to it word for word here. Okay, um, damn, here it is. Why do men think it's smart to be 40 plus with no wife and kids? And then the first comment was because you still can get that. Hold on. What the fuck? Niggas need a fucking proofread before they post shit. Anyway, because you still can get that. If he's rise, then he'd be investing his resources He's not a nigga with babies all over the place. Not a deadbeat. A woman with no kids has a chance to build a family with one man. The assumption is to have no wife or kids because it's not worthy, ugly, smart. It's not worthy, ugly, smart. What the fuck? Not realizing that it takes tremendous fortitude to not fuck everything. <laughs> um, this is some more here. What the fuck? Um, then this one nigga was like, why do women think it's wrong? What's wrong with that choice? This type of mindset is is in community as a negative instead of a positive. Others wait until this age to even consider children or marriage. We are backwards in our thinking most of the time. And then this one comment was like, um, because we don't have a biological clock and can have kids till we die. <laughs> So it's smart to pull that trigger when we're ready, ready. Oh, excuse me, until we really ready, which we understand is not an option for women. <laughs> oh man, they're going in, man. Some of these men in this group is going in on this question, man. I feel that. I mean, as I said before, that you know, if you're happy being single, why get married? You know. I'm not married or have some kids because I love my money more than life is. <laughs> no, I was playing. Um, it, no, it's just a convenient thing. Like, I ain't got to worry about other responsibilities, I guess. The only thing I have to care about or think about is me. I know it's, it sounds selfish, though, but it's the truth. I mean, the the only person I take care of is myself. And that's it's easier. It's, that way of living is so easier. And also, I don't have to partition my paycheck towards my family. I can keep the rest of the money. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so this podcast is brought to you by Drake James. <laughs> I, I'm going, I think how many topics I got one two three four four I just got four topics and the next topic um oh shit <sighs> the fucking block Neil Drunkman speaks on the developing The Last of Us Part 3 now if you played the first game and the second game the first game was like it was beloved by everybody, okay? It had good story. It had good character development, good visuals for, at the time. And then you... Everybody loved the first one. And then the second one, the only thing people hated about the second one was like... Oh, man. 
Ellie, she tends to be sort of, you know, weak in this game, so to speak. It, it, it's like she's conflicted with everything of, of what's going on. Um, she's hell-bent on revenge, and I know the game um, tell us a lesson about you know, revenge don't solve anything. And then she came back home with nothing, you know, at the ending. <clears throat> and then with the whole, uh, what's the, the, the second protagonist or she wasn't, <laughs> I almost said a narcissist, but um, she was a bad guy in the beginning of it, but we didn't know she was a bad guy because we didn't understand or know what her motives were. Until yeah, she wanted to kill Joe because Joe killed her father in the, at the end of the first game. You know that doctor when Joe was trying to save Ellie uh, from the fireflies, and the only way to extract the the stuff, the fungus, <laughs> um, in Ellie's head that made her immune to all the uh, all the zombies and shit. Ellie was going to die, and Joe gotten close to Ellie like dang she reminds me of my daughter I can't let you kill her so Joe killed the doctor that was operating on Ellie so I forgot her name it's been a long time since I played Last of Us Part 2 it's one of those common names too Kelly fuck oh, hold on um, hold on hey Siri what was the second protagonist in The Last of Us Part 2? Abby. Abby. <laughs> it was Abby. I knew it was one of those generic fucking common names. Abby. Abigail. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing a lot of people hated. It was, I think it was two of them. One, Abby killed Joe in the beginning of the movie. Like, they just totally killed him off. While the fan base really loved Joe so much, like, why the hell you kill him at the beginning of the fucking... <laughs> the fucking movie. I swear. No, you don't... The movie. Well, I used to call it a movie. Well, it's a video game. I'm so excuse me. I go back on that. Why do you kill Joe at the beginning of the game? <laughs> oh, man. You know, me, personally... I wouldn't mind Joe dying at the end. You know, they should have, they should have killed off his character at the end. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Joe was in a situation where he had to save somebody, Ellie or whatever, and Joe had to make a choice, and he sacrificed himself. That would have been good for Joe, like, you know, the curtain call for Joe. You know what I'm saying? And then probably Tommy would take up the ranks, you know, excuse me, take Joe's, you know, spot. You know, that's his brother. But I would, yeah, that would have been fine, you know. And then the, the I think a lot of people, most people, not a lot, most people had problems with the transgendered character, which I thought Abby was the transgender character because why the fuck people would care about this character so much? The fucking character was... Uh, a supporting role. It wasn't even that big of a character. You know, I didn't really give a shit about the, the transgendered, um, 
man <laughs> that you know of the person that uh side kicked Abby at the um they're like the middle of the game. Uh, Finn, whatever. I, I forgot I, I forgot his name. His name. I'm not dead naming the um the the, the guy. I'm not dead naming him. Him. <laughs> but it is what it is. So let's uh, scroll down and see this article. It's on Hype Beast. Um, not a dog co-president called general um, process of developing a huge commitment. That's a good-ass picture of the second game, you know. And I feel, before I read this shit, man, I swear, um, Abby had all the cool, powerful guns. But the thing is, I like playing with Ellie more because he's immune of the virus. So she, so she can breathe in spores without being infected. Abby got to use a mask. I like... um Shit, I forgot her name. What the fuck? <laughs> Ellie um, got a switchblade, so there's no room for her to make any shelves. Abby got to make shelves. <laughs> so I like Ellie better, even though Abby got the awesome guns. But Ellie is the better character to move around, fight, whatever, because he she she's immune to the virus, and she and she got a fucking knife that don't break. Anyway, let's let's read this fucking article. Okay, Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann has touched and um excuse me touched on possibly developing a third installment of the Last of Us franchise in the episode of Script Apart, as reported by IGN. The game's Co-director confirmed that a story outline was created, but they are not making it as a writing. I don't know, and I quote, I don't know how much I want to reveal, co-writer Haley Gross said. And I did write an outline for the story, blah, blah, blah. Druckmann also shared that although it has been discussed internally, this takes a great amount of effort to make the game at, of this caliber possible, hinting that it will take a while for the part three to come in fruition. He added that Naughty Dog usually explores different ideas after finishing a big game, regardless of the franchise. I, and quote, I like to fully explore all those. That, okay, so they're in the development stages of which direction you know the goal because if you if you play the second <clears throat> last of us game ellie was left with nothing her her girlfriend dipped out on her because like ellie went back to search for abby in like a final um fight or or whatever it was i think that was a i want to say that was the best part of the game but this has made the game longer but uh yeah at the end of Legend of Us part two like where's there left for Ellie why is there is gonna be a Last of Us part three you know there's nothing for these unless they have or excuse me create new characters for the franchise you know, maybe The Last of Us Part 2 was the end of the Ellie story. You know, they could choose some different um, characters for this game. 
within it, you know, like timeline, like Tommy. You, you, you can center it around Tommy or what have you. Anyway, let's go to the third paragraph here. While fans of the game might have to wait for part three, they can look forward to the HBO TV adaptation starring Pedro Pasco as Joe. Pedro Pasco. Who is this person? Is he? I, I heard that they, the deal's going to make. Thank God. He's going to be Joe. Because I heard that they was going to make Joe a black guy. That that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> He kind of looked like Joe a little bit. Anyway, let's go back. Um, and Bella Ramsey is Ellie. Joe Pascal at Harden Survivor is is Harden to smuggle Ellie. Oh, shit, Bella Ramsey. That's the fucking uh, uh, little girl from Stark. <laughs> the Stark family. Um, shit, the, 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 you know, like the little one that, that looks like a boy. Anyway. <laughs> 14-year-old girl out of oppressing quarantine zones, blah, blah, blah. You got to look. I'm finna watch that adaptation and see if they don't fuck it up. Um, so, as of right now, last of, The Last of Us Part 3 is going to be way in the future, probably 2025 or 2030. <laughs> because right now, it's all to make room for the TV series. All right, they're going to make the TV series, and then they're going to make the game. So this is some bullshit. It was like reporting, trying to amp up the, the Last of Us fan base, I'm thinking, from Hypebeast. So let's go to the next one. DMX Goddaughter shares last picture they took together in an emotional tribute. So this is uh, uh, this is DMX Godbrother. Uh, what's it closed? Um... I can't believe this was our goodbye. Paige Heard wrote. All right. This is from um, Revolt. Yes, he's pretty. Kind of like Tisa Campbell a little bit when she was younger. Anyway, tributes keep rolling for DMX as the hip-hop community continues to mourn a tragic loss on Sunday, May 2nd. X's goddaughter, actress Paige Heard. Shared an emotional tribute on Instagram where she posted the last photo she had at the late rapper took together. And Caption Heard revealed the photo was taken one week before X's hospitalization. Seven days prior, this was the last time we hugged. We danced, we held hands, she wrote. The last time we said I love you, the last time I will ever hear you scream, Pumpkin. When we are together, we was acceptable, and we do not pay. Uh, uh, and we we do not play about each other. Oh. Mm. okay. So she's reminiscing on DMX. That's his, that's her god. That's, that's that's pretty sweet. You know what I'm saying? And it's pretty weird too because so she made of like hung out with him like last week, and then the week after. He did. He died. I'm like, damn, that's kind of sudden. But at least you have something to hold on to, you know, in remembrance of any family member's uh, a passing. Like, damn. Thank God I said goodbye. Well, like, you know, goodbye in a way that you want to see him again tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? But 
damn. It's like here today, gone tomorrow. That is kind of weird, though. You know, eerie. Like, like, let's say you was you was hanging out with your father, right, or your mom, and then you had a good time with your family, and then all of a sudden she dies the next day or the next week. I would be so heartbroken if my mom died like that. I swear. Because I love my mama. That's my mama. Every man loves their mama. Well, not every man. <laughs> you got some psychopaths out there. But, damn. That's, that's sad. So, I... My condolences goes out to X's family, especially his goddaughter right here. Very attractive, beautiful woman. I hope everything's come true as in her goals or whatnot. And just keep fighting. You know? <clears throat> I, I know... You know, you sad down the dumps, you know, that's your godfather has died and you want to grieve, but don't stay there too long because you you get sick by the hurt. You know what I'm saying? You sometimes you gotta grieve and then move on with your life, you know, and always remember that DMX is in a a better place. He's with our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, not Howard. You know what? Let me tell you something. <laughs> a TikTok joke about God middle name was Howard because Howard be that name. That shit was funny as hell when I first I was like, damn, why are you doing God like that? Anyway, the next article is, oh my God, Clubhouse is losing steam. I never did like the Clubhouse thing. Like, what's what's so important about Clubhouse? You got all these other fucking um, podcast audio chat thingamajigs like um stream uh, what's that thing called a stream yard you got that or um what's the other app that people use for voice um excuse me video conferencing it's video and voice I I would never I, I would never use an app where it's only audio. No, I want to see you. I want to see your expressions. I like to talk to you. I want to like see your expressions while you talking. You know what I'm saying? Um, damn. Fuck it. Shit. It's another app out there that people use the video conference <laughs> same way as uh, StreamYard is. But anyway, Clubhouse is losing steam. Clubhouse, the company that was making headlines just a few months back for drawing the major celebrities and Elon Musk, seems to have reached a tipping point. In April, the app reached a grand total of 922,000 downloads. New research found a sharp downturn after bringing millions of new users just a month earlier. These numbers came from the analysis from Sensor Tower, which has previously pointed out the app's been on a downward slope for months. January Clubhouse had 2 million downloads in February, and the app shot past 9.5 million downloads, but dipped back down to 2.7 million in March. According to the firm's count, now the falling short of a million downloads per month for April, a load that we haven't seen since December of last year. There are all sorts. Um, there, hold on, um, there are yeah, there are all sorts of uh, reasons these numbers might be on the decline. Some have theorized the audio-only app, which remains exclusively for iOS, that can do it. 
exclusive. How you say that word? <laughs> um, so it's only for iPhone. And I think it's more Android users in this, in this country than iPhone users, I, I think. I think. Because, I don't know, do it make sense where why is this app is failing if it's only exclusives to iOS? You know? You would imagine that more people are using Android. Android is open source. Android is... Hey, let me tell you something. A lot of people don't like Apple. So, of course... I have to put that out there. Anyway, um, <clears throat> was a smash hit over the pandemic supply because so many of us were starved for conversation with other people with vaccination numbers skyrocketing across the U.S. The people actually began to leave their houses for the first time in God knows how long. There's a chance that Clubhouse is simply a pandemic-era fad. Y- yeah. Yeah, I I think a lot of people had cabin fever. They were they were trying to do anything for future uh, for for future interaction for human interaction. Talk to people, whatever. Now everybody's getting vaccinated. <clears throat> you know they put they sticking their poison in people's bodies, and then they you know people's actually leaving the house. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's like I don't need this app no more. So why the fuck would I still use it? So. It is what it is. So, I don't know. There are other apps out there that you can, like, communicate with people. You got, um, you know, Facebook Messenger. You got FaceTime on Apple. You got StreamYard, you know, so you do, like, conversation, visual podcasts. You got all these different apps. I don't know why Clubhouse decided to pop up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, Clubhouse in the meantime has been working on uh, according these users back. The company announced on Sunday that the company is testing an Android version of the app with a handful of friendly testers outside the company, even though there isn't a way for a broader Android community to sign up for this app right now. Clubhouse explained in release notes that the plans to welcome um, these users to the platform over the coming weeks. Okay, so that's... So right now, the people at Clubhouse is um, experimenting with a Android port, and they got an outside help so they can, like, bug test the, um, the Android port port of, of Clubhouse. I never bothered have clubhouse it just didn't interest me you know but it is what it is i hope the best for their future i hope it does works out but if not we got other programs we can mess with to like talk to people all right the main event here from cbs news black man enslaved by white manager should receive more than five hundred thousand dollars in restitution that's the only black man to ever get restitution <laughs> what the fuck is this um oh wow so okay 
This is, I, I read, I skimmed this article while I was at work on my last um, uh, 15 minute break, and this is and it's pretty fucked up. You know, anyway, the black man who who was enslaved, modern day enslaved, by a restaurant manager from 2019, oh, excuse me, 2009 to 2014, to have been paid more after his captor pleaded guilty, according to South Carolina, South Carolina, of course, fucking Southern redneck fuck. Anyway, in 2019, John Jack Christopher Smith was awarded excuse me, $272,952.96 in restitution, representing minimum wage and overtime he was not rightfully paid. So that's all the money in accumulation from like that from 2009 to I got to count my fingers. 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14. Five years? For five years. Yeah. 2009, 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, it's five years. Um, representing minimum wage and overtime, he was not rightfully paid while working at J&J Cafeteria in Conway, South Carolina. Smith, who was intellectual disability, he, he, who, he, Smith, who has Intellectual disability, so he was kind of slow with IQ of 70. He was forced to work more than 100 hours per week without pay by Bobby Edwards, who took over management of J&J Cafeteria in 2009. Smith, who had worked at a restaurant as uh, a dishwasher since 1990, but even Edwards took over. He began taking advantage of Smith, forcing him to work. Edwards affected this forced labor by taking advantage of Jack's intellectual disability and keeping Jack isolated from his family, threatening to have him arrested and verbally abusing him. According to court documents, his his control over Jack also involved physical abuse. In 2019... Uh, Edwards pleaded guilty one count of forced labor. Um, can't, I'm, I think I'm getting tired of reading. Edwards pleading guilty one count of forced labor, and and a, and the district court sentenced him to 120 months imprisonment. That should be my more than that. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hey Siri. How long is 120 months in years? Thank you. Thank you. So you got 10 years in prison. Oh man, 120 because I know that's okay. 12 months is in a year, and I can't. I can do math, but I need to see it so I can. Because I can't do math in my head. I don't know what was wrong with me. I, was, I, I need to see the numbers. I just can't do it all really nearly in my head. Because I, I'm gonna get, I can do it, but I, I get confused too fast. That's me. Man, my learning disability. <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, 120 months. Of, so, he, he's going to be in jail for 10 years. At this time, U.S. Attorney Sherry A. London said Edwards has earned every day of his sentence 
for stealing his victim's freedom and wages. The U.S. Attorney Office will not tolerate force or exploitative labor in South Carolina. We are grateful to a watchful citizen and our partners in law enforcement who put a stop to this particularly cruel violence, Lyndon said. Edwards were also ordered to pay nearly 273000 in restitution to Smith, but government requested an additional $272,500 and fifty-two and ninety-six cents in form of liquidated damages. However, district court rejected the request. Now, the court of appeals of the Fourth Circuit says that previous restitution did not account for the federal labor laws entitled Smith to five hundred forty-six thousand in total. The court said that when the employer fails to pay, the employee suffers losses including the loss of the use of the money during the period of delay. So the fully compensated Smith for additional losses and amount of restitution should be doubled. The court suggests the court, the appeals court has vacated the district court's award of restitution and is asking for a recalculation. <laughs> oh man. So Damn. Slave labor is still shit. You still have white people just treating us as slaves. More importantly, with this fucker right here, he preyed upon a man's. Um, he took advantage of the man's like disability, and treated him like shit. And now he's gonna get ten years in prison for treating this black man like a slave in this restaurant. You know what I'm saying? That's. More power to uh, John Jack Christopher Smith. Excuse, well, Jack is his nickname because it's in quotation marks. But <laughs> yeah, man, big ups to John Christopher. Now he's free. He's free now, <laughs> and he's a thousandaire. So you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad that he he don't have to work for that sick fucker anymore. Fuck that bitch, asshole. Anyway, <laughs> this is what I got, man. Um, what this is going to be on YouTube? So hit that like button. Uh, social media links will be down in the in the description box below. Hit that subscribe button. Also hit that notification bell. It's going to be on my podcast um, platforms: Apple, Anchor, and Spotify. Um, yeah, this is this is it. <laughs> I had four articles. I, I know I rambled most of them. Um, of these shits though but it is what it is anyway peace out